Are you ready to shake up your personal brand and turn your online presence into a profitable business? Well, grab a drink, notebook, and a pen because you're about to enter the world of social media monetization with me, your host, Natalia Struble. So whether you're looking to up your social media game, refine your systems, optimize your website, or just need a little extra push to make your dreams a reality, you've come to the right place. It's time to join the ranks of the socially paid. Welcome back to another episode of Socially Paid, and I want you to raise your hand if you have gone without insurance and you're just living life on the edge. I have a very special guest today who's going to spill the tea on the complex world of health insurance and really how it is that you can get coverage. So Parita is here, the health insurance advisor who specializes in coverage outside of employer plans, serving families, self-employed individuals, medical professionals, and more. She's affectionately known as Parita, your insurance friend, and her no-nonsense approach to insurance has won the hearts of many. So I'm so excited to have you here today with us, Parita. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And so tell me where this journey started. Take us to the beginning. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I ever thought I would be doing with my life is selling health insurance of all things. You know, nobody grows up thinking about that, but I've always been a very career focused individual and it's always been a priority for me to be successful so that I can take care of my family because we come from pretty humble beginnings and we didn't really have a lot growing up. So I know that having a successful career so that I can give back to my family was always a huge priority. I was in corporate America for the first four to four and a half years after my college career. And I kind of realized quickly that corporate America is where the soul goes to die. (laughs) Just because you're working that eight to five and you're just kind of this zombie and not really growing, not really being challenged. And I would take a job that was supposed to be a 40 hour a week job and I'd be finishing everything expected of me in 20 hours and I'd be sitting there twiddling my thumbs, you know? So I always had this innate need to look for more and search for more. So when I moved to Tampa, which was back in 2015, I had intended to start a business with one of my friends from college. It was a jewelry business. So it was very like sitting there making jewelry, handmade pieces that I was selling in boutiques. And I also learned that I'm not really good on my own. I prefer to be in like a team environment. So that was something that I tried out and then didn't really continue with. But then I got into the fitness world. So always about trying to help people be healthy and take care of themselves. And so I started working with this fitness company. It was kind of like a boutique fitness studio where I was doing the operations for them. I did that for about three and a half years, and it was kind of the dream job for a while, you know, doing what I love doing, which is building businesses and helping growth happen, and then doing it for a cause that really mattered, which is people's health. Unfortunately, that did not survive with COVID. The fitness industry took a pretty major hit, just like anybody in hospitality in general. But when that shut down, I had to pivot once again. At the time, I was married and I was not really, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do next. So I was kind of helping my husband at the time build his business. And then, you know, at the end of 2020, I was like, okay, I've been married for a year. I can't do this anymore where I'm not doing my own thing and having my own path. So when I went online to update my resume on Indeed.com, an insurance company reached out to me and said, hey, we think you should interview. So I did. And then I came into this place and the rest is really history. You know, I've kind of turned my life right side up, found a place where I can really thrive. And now I have a team of 45 agents and we're, you know, we're doing everything we can to help people get put in a better position with their health insurance. That is so amazing. I feel like 
2020 really shifted. I mean, a lot of bad things happened that year, but it really shifted the perspective of how people lived. And also a lot of people started their businesses and really started to thrive and started to take a look at what it was they were doing in life and evaluate, do I want to do this? Is this a situation I want to be in? And that is something that we can kind of be thankful for, for that year, because there are many people that have had so much growth and so many things that they've experienced from that. And speaking of growth, I was a person, I mean, obviously I'm a person, but I was a travel nurse. And when I was travel nursing, that was the first time that I had the experience of not having insurance. And it was because you could sign up for the travel nurse insurance, but I planned on like taking time off in between. And so because of that, I didn't have insurance coverage. And then I ended up like, I think it was like Google or something. And I ended up getting insurance coverage because I wanted birth control, but I also needed to pay like $100 for my birth control. It was like insanity. Yeah, it was crazy. And during that time, like this was, I think 2019. No, it had to have been before then. 2017. That's where we are. Yeah. So it was a while back ago when that was happening. But for those people that are listening and they're, okay, I've been without insurance or I can't find a plan that's right for me. How, in what ways can you support them? Yeah. I think I've always taken a very educational approach. Before I got into this industry, I didn't even know what a deductible was. I didn't know anything about insurance. And when I would ask the question, I wouldn't always get an answer. So I learned pretty quickly that this is a space that is very just, you know, unknown, which is why education for me is really important. And so when I do work with somebody, I show them everything. I'm the most transparent insurance advisor you're ever going to meet because the idea of one of my clients getting hit with a bill that they didn't expect, it gives me a lot of anxiety. You know, so it's like I try to be very open about how insurance works. I know that, you know, our mutual friend, Sarah, she had a really rough experience when she had insurance once upon a time because of things not being covered and not knowing that. And so I think the problem with insurance is that we really have to make the system work for us because it's not a really great system. Honestly, getting worse in a lot of places because we don't have a ton of options, but insurance is about, you know, risk and whether or not you believe in something happening to you or not. But the phrase I always go back to, as cheesy as it sounds, is I'd rather have insurance and not need it than end up needing it and not having it. And every year I've seen prices go up, deductibles go up, benefits go down. And I think it's just because there's so many more people in the world and so many things are happening. And so the insurance companies are doing what they can to protect themselves, even if the priority is supposed to be to protect the client. But in terms of being able to support people with what they're able to set up for themselves, you know, just educating them on what options exist, finding out what you actually need, and then catering the conversation to that is really the approach that I take. And I love that the education piece, because there were so many things that I didn't know When I got sick in 2015, I had insurance and it was just an insurance of a quote unquote healthy person, meaning that I had a high deductible. So I ended up having over like $25,000 that I had to pay. It was insanity. I had to pay like $25,000 in medical bills because I got sick and I got H. pylori. And so I had to get endoscopy. I had to get, I was in the ER three times before figuring out what was wrong with me. And then, you know, in the ER, like those saline bags are just so expensive. (laughs) 
it's just like the simplest things that you don't think I'm like, this is so expensive. And so especially the difference between going to the ER and going to the clinic and all of that. And it was just so different because when I was under my parents' insurance and they probably had like a really good insurance because they've got kids and you never know what's going to happen. I would just literally like just go to care now and not even have a care in the world or thinking about it. But then from that year on, like I really thought, oh my gosh, do I need to go? Is this an ER thing? Do I need to go to the ER or do I not need to go? Because I experienced having that time when you have all of this debt and medical debt is just the most horrible thing. So if someone's listening and they're like, okay, well, I want to get started with insurance, but they kind of need to know some of the basic terms or basic things to look at before contacting you. Because I know a lot of our listeners are definitely people who like to like research and look into stuff so that they're asking very specific questions. So can you give us some terms that we should be looking out for? Yeah, absolutely. I always say that insurance is like taxes. You know, it's this thing that we're supposed to deal with that nobody really taught us about, right? There's definitely, I think four or five main things that you want to understand. Obviously, the first thing is, is what is my monthly premium, which means what am I actually going to be paying to say the words I have health insurance, right? And then think of your budget. Does it make sense within what you are earning? right? The second thing you want to understand is what is my deductible? A deductible is the amount that your health plan requires you to pay before benefits kick in. So not only are you paying a monthly premium to have insurance, but for the most part, until you've met that deductible, everything that you're paying for is going to be 100% at cost and it's going to be out of pocket. You're chipping away at a deductible. And usually the lower the deductible, the higher you're paying for that insurance. So that tends to be the trade-off there. Then you want to understand what is my maximum out of pocket, M-O-O-P. And that's basically understanding like what is my absolute worst case scenario. If I did get cancer, God forbid, what is the most I'm going to have to spend in a year so that everything afterwards is covered? And then a couple things you really want to understand is what is my network? Like, is this an HMO plan? Is it an EPO plan? Is it a PPO plan? Which means, am I going to be able to choose my own doctors or am I limited to a select amount within a 5-10 mile radius of my zip code? So those are really important as well. And for somebody who specifically is traveling, know that most plans only cover you in your tax home zip code unless you get a true nationwide plan. And those are, there's few and far in between. There's very few options that are truly nationwide. And unless it says nationwide, maybe you're only able to access even coverage within the state. Now, what I've learned is that plans, a lot of times they don't really broadcast this information, but they'll say that they cover your emergencies. But the problem is, is that the insurance companies get to decide what defines an emergency. If I break my leg, I think that's an emergency. But in their minds, if I'm not about to flatline, then it's not. And so then they'll charge you out of network prices or they just won't take your insurance overall. So you really want to understand, am I truly covered nationwide or not? And then, of course, little things like what are my co-pays if I have any at all? You know, do I have any co-insurance, which is basically after you've met your deductible, how much am I still responsible for until I meet my out-of-pocket maximum? So those are your biggest terms that you really need to know. Everything else is kind of between the lines. I think what people really should do is not be afraid to ask questions. And if you're talking to somebody who's really not able to answer your questions or very hesitant on answering your questions, you might want to get a second opinion. Exactly. Because honestly, I had no idea that health insurance coverage, you had to get nationwide coverage because I have no idea what I had as a travel nurse. I'm just glad I didn't get sick. 
during that time or need to go to the doctor because I had no idea because I was one of those people that just signed up on an online forum without really asking a lot of questions because I was like, okay, this is a good price. Like this is within my budget. And I just kind of went along with it and was like, okay, we're just going to go with this way. And so it's really great that to kind of go through all of that stuff. I know once I got my job and I was like, okay, now I have a position. I learned about flex spending accounts. That's when I was like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that these accounts existed. With the insurance that you have for the different businesses, what are FSA accounts available? So it depends on the size of the business. You know, small businesses are able to set things like that up if they'd like to, but it ends up being a lot more expensive. And I think that I usually guide people differently to provide more benefits to their team. If you're a big company and you can add that within your budget, that's a completely different story. But when you're a small business, I feel like self-employed people, every dollar really matters. And a lot of times I know that, you know, they want to provide benefits for their employees as well, but then it depends on the bottom line. Now, being a small business owner and being self-employed, you do have flexibility in what you really need to offer. You don't technically, you're not mandated to offer anything at all. Only if you have 50 employees or more in a business, are you required to do something? But if you're doing something, it's because you know, you want to be a great employer and you want to be able to attract and retain top talent and between FSA accounts, HSA accounts, what I recommend to a lot of people, and I'm not a financial advisor by any means, and I'm not an expert by any means, but from the research I have done over time is when you have something like a savings account specifically for medical expenses, the only time I really think it's worth you putting your own money into something like that is if either you know you have major chronic conditions and you're going to need care over time, or if you have an employer that's contributing to it. Because if they're contributing to it, then that's basically free money for you. And then it's worth having that. Otherwise, you can take the hard earned money that you have and invest it in different ways to allow your money to grow over time and still evade taxes in that way where, you know, because the HSA accounts are like pre-tax basically dollars, but you can still do that and put it into even like a life insurance policy, for example. If you get the right life insurance policy, you can borrow against it for, for investments and you're saving on taxes for, from using that money as well. And that to me is better than locking your money away in a health savings account that you may or may not really need and maybe not even for a long period of time. Again, unless you have an employer that's contributing to it. Because back when I worked at Target headquarters in Minneapolis, they had different uh, types of benefits. They had 401k where they were matching at 100%. I took full advantage of that because again, it's free money. but Definitely when it's just you having your own health insurance, I guess I, I would want people to think twice about how they should invest their money and where they should lock it up or not. Exactly. Because I feel like insurance itself is very individualized and it's really about just what your current circumstances, because there might be some people who are paying like less, but then they might not have a chronic condition. And so it's not a one size fits all type of thing. But one thing that I've seen in the influencer world is there's been people that have like announced themselves and said like, oh, we don't have healthcare insurance. Like we just don't have it. And so that's, I mean, it's a crazy thing. So if there's somebody listening and they're like, okay, I don't have healthcare insurance because I feel like it's going to cost me thousands of dollars and I can't really afford thousands of dollars in health insurance are, I mean, of course they're individual, but are there people that you, you've worked with that have insurances that aren't so high? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of things out there and there's new plans being launched regularly. If your income is lower than 
maybe it makes sense to go on Obamacare because based on your income, they might give you some tax credits and some subsidies. And, you know, that might make sense for that individual. Now, I can't change somebody's mind if they just don't believe in insurance. And I mean, I'm first generation here in the US and my family comes from a world where insurance was not a thing. And so growing up, I don't even know if I had health insurance, you know, and it wasn't until I got into my own career where I had a manager that was like, Parita, did you not sign up for insurance? Like, what are you doing? And I didn't even know what she was talking about. Right. So I I definitely can't change somebody's mind about that. You know, I, I meet a lot of different people. Some people are like, oh my God, I need really great health insurance. Some people are just like, okay, I want something in case, you know, in case I get hit by a bus, which is completely unexpected. Or you have some people that are more worried because cancer runs in their family and they want to be really protected. So I agree that everything is so individualized. I believe in insurance for the big stuff. I don't really care for it for day-to-day -day stuff because a lot of times these days, the cash price for a doctor's visit is even more affordable than if you run it through insurance. And the reason behind that, and this is what I'm learning, is that doctors and hospitals, they want to make money, right? So they want to get as much as they can from an insurance company. So when you use your insurance, you know, if insurance is charged, then the hospitals think that they can get way more money from the insurance company. The problem now is that the insurance companies are becoming a little bit like, well, we don't need to cover this. We're not going to cover this. So then they're fighting the hospital. But then who ends up getting stuck with the bill, right? It's it's us, us as a client. So that's why I'm like, there are a lot of times where you can go into a doctor's office and say, hey, I don't have insurance. What does this visit cost? And maybe it's only 50 bucks versus them charging $150 if you use the insurance. So it's just kind of strange how that's a thing now. But I will say for the big stuff, the cancers, the heart attacks, the accidents, the injuries, that's what you want to make sure you're protected for more than anything else. It's not really about the day-to-day -day stuff anymore, especially when they have things like telehealth. Telehealth is becoming really big now, and they have a lot of concierge services and free like online stuff like that. So I really direct a lot of people for that for day to day services. Oh, yes. I actually used telehealth when I was in the US. And obviously, I mean, my insurance here is international, like we have a private insurance here in Germany. And so it is international. So like when I went to the US, I was just like, okay, I don't, I was technically didn't have insurance. So I did a telehealth appointment, got my prescription, got all of my information. And then I was able to bring it back here. And then my husband submitted it into the insurance and said like, oh, she was like on vacation and got sick and did telehealth. So it was kind of cool not to have all of the stuff in order to be able to get your care. And it was good because I mean, I'm a nurse, so I already knew it was wrong with me. So I was like, this is a sinus infection. Can I just usually get this? And then like the telehealth doctor was like, okay, cool. Like what pharmacy? And so it was super easy. And I think that's like a really great, I guess, trend and change that's happening in the healthcare industry. As we gear up for 2024, do you see any other trends in the healthcare industry that you foresee? Yeah. One thing I've learned about a lot of private companies is that they genuinely are trying to make things better. I see that they're adding benefits, they're improving pricing, they're trying to expand networks. I've seen that more on private insurance than I have in Obamacare. Obamacare every year is getting more and more expensive. I think in a couple of states, the price increase is going to be honestly outrageous. In some states, we're looking at 12, 15%. I saw Virginia all the way up to 29% is it's predicted to increase their pricing. So I know that that 
tends to be a trend. And Obamacare is expensive because it's major medical coverage. Major medical means you can't be denied coverage based on a pre-existing condition. So it's meant for the people that have a lot of stuff going on, but that's why their prices are high is because they need to be able to cover those people's medical expenses. You know, so when you're healthy, Obamacare doesn't really make sense. Then you really want to look into more of a private side. In terms of other trends, you know, the one thing I do wish And I'm starting to get a little bit of a voice in the insurance space, at least where I'm at. You know, one thing I do wish that they would do is give more of a a focus on mental health. There's really not good insurance out there for mental health, and I'm looking for it, but it just does not really exist. You have some employer plans that are really great, but those are becoming more and more rare that maybe you just have like a flat copay for like a, you know, mental health visit, whether that's a psychiatrist or a therapist. But most therapists don't even take insurance. I actually just got off the phone with mine right before this call and she doesn't take insurance so I pay out of pocket for that but you know mental health is one of the biggest most major needs of our generation right now but I do also encourage the telehealth side of that as well some plans offer you know talk therapy virtual visits that are significantly more affordable and then you have these platforms like cerebral or better help where people are able to actually still talk to a licensed professional you know if they're needing some help there as well but yeah I mean I hope that that becomes more of a focus for the insurance companies, but not quite yet. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I feel like because in the world now, mental health, especially after 2020, you thought they would have added that on because I just feel like it's just thing after thing after thing, right? We're just like the last couple, like three, four years have been pretty tough and, you know, going through all of that. So I definitely agree with that, that mental health needs to be something that has some type of coverage and also to these businesses shouldn't only rely on telehealth to like take care of it. So like people are literally paying out of pocket rather than it being something that can be taken care of. So if there's somebody listening and they're like, okay, this is really interesting about insurance, but like, how do I become a health insurance advisor? So can you talk a little bit about the business side of your business? Yeah. I mean, the thing about this industry is that it's recession proof. It's also pandemic proof, clearly. So it's always going to be around. People's health is always going to matter. So that's a big piece of this industry that I, you know, why I encourage people to explore it. I would say that it's going to be really important for you to decide who you want to work with and where you want to go. One of my top recommendations is if anybody's interested is to like reach out to somebody that you see is doing it and doing it well. Every state has their own individual laws, every, you know, there's different companies out there that sell different types of insurance. If you want to go onto the Obamacare side, if you want to go on the private side, I'm obviously hiring for my team. So anybody that's local to Tampa, come on down. You know, we're expanding on a regular basis just because there's a lot of growth here. But there's just so many different companies out there. So I think people should actually utilize social media to research as well. Because if you search for insurance on there, you're going to find the people that are doing it well. And that's probably a good place to start to explore. And I like that it's recession proof. It was like recession proof thing. It's like being a nurse, but I think like travel nursing mainly, but it's also depends on pay and all of that. So if somebody wants to get in contact with you, they're like, oh my gosh, I need help. I need insurance. How can they get in contact with you? Well, they can definitely utilize the affiliate link that you'll have. They can go to my Instagram and book an appointment with me. I have a link right there. My Instagram is at it's me Perita. I also have a website, which is paritahealth.com, where they can, you know, learn about insurance information. They can kind of learn about me and my team. And then, of course, they can book an appointment with me there as well. 
And for the people that are listening, do they need to be in Tampa in order to work with you? To work with me and join the team, it is physical location, yes. We don't currently offer remote positions quite yet. Might be something I try to explore in the future, but to join the team, it would have to be in Tampa, Florida, yeah. But to get insurance? Oh, to get insurance, um, no. There's like, I think I work with 33 different states because some states have their own state restrictions and laws where if I'm not a resident there or they want to keep the funding within the state so they don't allow for any kind of like private companies or independent advisors to do any work there. So I know that there are about 33 states. And if somebody does try to book an appointment with me, they can see which states I'm not able to help. I can always refer them out if they wanted to shoot me a DM regardless. But yes, you don't have to be in Tampa to at least get insurance. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Parita, for giving us the behind the scenes, giving us what these terms that everyone sees, because you know, we're all just signing that paper. We're just like, oh, this is insurance. I can afford it. Signing the paper, not really understanding. And so if you are either self-employed, you have a family, you're in a nurse, a travel nurse, and you're looking for insurance, then definitely reach out to Parita. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Now you know how to join the ranks of the socially paid while getting insurance.